What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Breakdown. My name is Josh. And my name is Taylor. And we are the WDW Couple. And uh, this week, I just want to uh, give a little shout out to some of our friends, uh, which would be uh, Brandy and Dave. We were on their podcast uh, mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, so you can go head over there yes, and check them out. Yes, it's the Disfluencers podcast. So yes. they basically interview Disney influencers on their podcast and kind of see how they got started and why they do what they do. Yeah. And then we were also on our friends Unrelated at Birth. I think we, what were we, like episode three or something? Episode? Yes. Uh, for their new season or their the whole new podcast, actually, that they just started. So yeah. we're actually going to be on their podcast. Um, again. Again. So be on the lookout for that <laughs> as <soon>. well. <laughs> and uh, check them out. But this week. It's episode seven. We've made it to the seventh Seven? week. Um, that's a little that's a little insider thing right there. Anyways, uh, each and every week, well, it's from another podcast. Each and every week, the weekly breakdown is brought to you by Gold Gal Getaways. Uh, no matter the trip, whether you have small kids, big kids, or no kids at all, we have agents who can help you plan your next vacation to Florida or any other destination around the world. Uh, you can submit a quote in the show notes, and an agent will get back to you with more information this episode and all future episodes is also brought to you by (laughs) jtr media uh jtr media is a brand new company started by josh and taylor yours truly (laughs) uh basically our new company is kind of based like a we're videographers basically um we're trying to create uh let's see memorable moments what, what did i call it uh create capture and inspire uh, memorable moments from anything that you have going on. So whether mm-hmm. that's uh, maybe a first visit or an engagement or Just whatever. Just a family vacation. Um, we are here. You can uh, request a quote down in the show notes of wherever it's at. I was about to say down in the description below. <laughs> well, if you're watching YouTube, it's in the description below. But, it is. You know. <laughs> uh, but we're also going on our first Royal Caribbean cruise, which is a group cruise with us. And that is a seven night Eastern Caribbean cruise on the Harmony of the Seas going out this January 26, 2020. And you can also fill out a quote in the show notes. Yeah, we actually just had somebody else uh, send a quote. They actually sent us <gasps> yes, a message. Yes, we did. We're they, super excited. From the UK. Yeah. Very cool. I'm also doing a uh, fundraising event for uh, my Run Dopey challenge this year, I guess is what you could say. Run so, Dopey. Run, Run Dopey? Run Disney Dopey challenge? Uh, I'm running that for the Dragon Master Foundation, which is set on beating childhood brain cancer. So um, you can find a link in the show notes or in the description down below. See, I caught that one right there. You didn't change it. Ooh, ooh you're good. I am good. I am good. <laughs> Um, This week, we're actually going to be skipping over all of the typical news that we would bring you from around Florida and the Disney park, all the parks here in Florida, Mm -hmm. um, and any other type of news that we'd want to share with you guys. Yeah, because this week's episode is basically all about the news. It is. And in this week's breakdown, we are talking all about 2019 D23 Expo announcements for Walt Disney World and for Disney Cruise Line. Uh, I see that you left that out on there, but I added it in. (laughs) and uh i am pretty excited about all of this i don't know how much you guys have seen or um i'm sure a lot of you out there who are true disney fans probably saw uh, a lot of what was happening uh but it is just amazing some of the announcements that have come out uh some of what is coming what is going away 
It is. Uh, it's 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 pretty breathtaking. I mean, Walt Disney World, as we know, is really going to change for good. It really is, and I think what Josh is mostly referring to is Epcot. Because Epcot, Epcot is so classic. Oh, wow, you're even Epcot. using your Epcot mug today. Can you see that? It's your Soren, cast it in Soren mug. Better. But this is my Soren mug, yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, this is the new Soren mug. Soren around the world mug. Soren around the world. Yeah, it says it like inside the mug. Oh, it does. Yeah. Um, Soren over California. But yeah, there. basically Epcot is going to be completely changing. We are going to discuss that as like our second topic here because... I wanted to talk a little bit about Star Wars first because Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios is opening next week. This week. It Uh, opened yesterday. It actually opened yesterday. If you are (laughs) listening to this when this uh, podcast gets released, Galaxy's Edge has opened yesterday. And uh, I'm sure that the news right now is how long those crazy lines are and how crazy those people are for standing in line. Yeah. So uh, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is the podcast, so we can say whatever the heck we want. But yeah. um, it looked like maybe potentially they were going to be doing some type of virtual queue to get into the land. Um, that's what they were doing in Disneyland. Yeah, I saw a lot of people posting um pictures of like the map for Galaxy's Edge, not the map for the park, but the map for Galaxy's where, where Edge. Where were they getting the map for Galaxy's Edge? It was like the one that they were handing out, like during the previews Our, and whatever. Because I just looked at ours. Ours didn't. It have didn't say on that. Uh-uh. Well, I saw a couple pictured today on Facebook that yeah. were saying they were doing a virtual queue. I mean, if they do, that's going to be great. Um, you know what? Maybe it was. You know what I bet it was? The um, media event was today. And I oh, bet maybe. you that's what those pictures were from. Maybe that is what that was from. Yeah. Um, and, and if they do that, I mean, that's going to be great. That, that If you guys don't know how Disneyland had done theirs, basically, um, you basically got a return time. It's almost like a fast pass. And when it was time for you to actually enter into the land, you had up to two hours to enter. So it's not like... Oh no, I'm in line for Rock and Roller Coaster, or oh no, I'm on Tower of Terror. I need to get over there right now. Um, you actually have up to two hours to enter. That That's virtual how, queues for the land? That was how Disneyland was done. Yes. But I thought the virtual queue for Disney World was just for the attraction. I I don't. That's what I'm saying. Everybody, oh. what has been coming out is that there is a virtual queue, and this is all hearsay now because the land is already open. But is a virtual queue to get into the land? Interesting. Yes, so we'll see how it goes. We will see how it goes. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited, uh, as you guys have uh, know, or I think we've already mentioned. Everybody, gonna, get on Diz Twitter and check it out. Yeah, yeah, we're we're going to be there on September first, mm-hmm. which is Sunday. Sunday. Um, those are going to be the first extra magic hours for extra the extra magic oh, hours. Extra extra, excuse me, I am mm-hmm. oh, I am three so hours of extra magic hours. Yeah, and it's uh, I'm pretty excited about it. You know, this is kind of. I, I don't have as much anxiety as I thought that I might. And I think that's because we've already been in there. I think so, too. I completely agree. Um, I'm not I, we're, I'm we're, not nervous at all. Yeah. If we don't get in, we don't get in until our reservation for 11-something for August. Oh, I mean, so. I don't see how we don't get in. Oh, but, I'm sure we will. For I'm that sure we will, but, hours, but. Um, yeah, a, a couple of cool videos. I think we're going to try and split a lot of them up, probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because so, we're going to be there literally almost all day. Yeah, so. But... Anyway, the reason we brought up Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is because at D23, now this hotel was actually already previously announced, but we've got some more details for the Star Wars Hotel that is going to be located right next to Disney's Hollywood Studios and actually is going to have its own entrance, apparently, into 
Star Wars Galaxy's Edge to help keep it completely immersive. But the all-new Star Wars Vacation Experience is coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. It's a Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which will invite guests to embark on a two-night adventure aboard a glamorous starship. So that's where it starts off different in the first place, is that it is a two-night experience. You can't just go for one night. You can't go for your whole vacation. At least that's how they're saying it so far. It's a two-night adventure because it's completely immersive. You basically won't want to leave is the way they're making it sound, right? Uh, I mean, that's that's from the sounds of it. Yeah, so during the first of its kind vacation experience, you'll interact with characters and become an active participant in immersive stories that unfold over the course of an unforgettable galactic journey on board the Star Cruiser. This Star Wars Hotel Star Cruiser is going to be called the Halcyon and will be similar to a Disney Cruise Line experience. Now, this is what I thought sounded really interesting. Just, it's crazy. So, the adventure begins when you arrive at the Galactic Star Cruiser Terminal at the Walt Disney World Resort and check in for your two-night experience. You will be invited to enter a launch pod for transport into space. So, you are getting into this launch pod on Earth and then you are going to be transported. Through the windows above, you will see yourself leave the real world behind you as you jump into hyperspace and draw closer and closer to the Halcyon. When the launch pod docks with the Halcyon and the airlock opens, you will step into the ship's main deck atrium to begin your journey through a galaxy far, far away. Doesn't this sound crazy? It does. And uh, <laughs> just before we go any further, it's it's already uh, an, a completely different experience than I think anywhere else. I mean, it is truly very much so like a Disney cruise, except for the fact um, that you're not obviously on a cruise ship, mm-hmm. but the whole... You know, and I don't think that we have a lot of details yet, but it sounds like probably what's going to happen is you're going to arrive and they're they're probably going to valet your car for you and you're going to take everything out um, and either as a group with other people because there may be a certain check-in time or, um, or just as your family alone, you're going to board onto what they're calling a launch pod. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and if you guys hadn't seen, it was very cool. I mean... Think of it as like the stretching room from Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got the windows outside and you can actually see what they're claiming is, is to going into space, which is really cool. Oh, just like how it's immersive and how You're it's... You're not really going to space. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> I yes. was really confused for a second. Woohoo! Right Sorry. over her head. <laughs> literally did. Um, <laughs> but, and, but I think that that is... You know, I mean, that, that's what makes this different already. I mean, you're you're literally stepping on board to something that has never been done before. No. And they're already trying to immerse you before you even actually step foot into the hotel. And from what I know, there is really no completely immersive hotel experience or resort experience like this anywhere. Yeah, I don't think there's so. There's a lot of places you could go and you could stay there and not have to leave because there's a lot to do at the a resort. A lot of amenities. But not like this where you are completely immersed into the story. And that's what I think. Well, and and does not just say immersed. You are part of the oh, actual Oh, you are story. part of the that, story. That's, that's how this yes. is being, being told, yes. sold. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just you can go ahead. Keep, keep going. Okay. So a visit aboard the Halcyon becomes a multi-day story that interweaves with members of the crew, other passengers, familiar Star Wars characters, and an excursion to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which that right there is like the 
you know, there's going to be an entrance from the hotel to the land, so you don't actually have to go into the real world. The all-immersive experience also features entertaining activities such as wielding a lightsaber while facing off against a training remote where you may discover your own connection with the force, which I think is going to be super cool. I don't know if Josh saw this or not, but if you remember from uh, the original, like, first Star Wars movie, um, the fourth one, um, Luke is actually, like, training with that little... Thing? Yeah. So if you guys don't know, this has actually already been done before, but this is probably going to be far more advanced than anything that you've probably yeah. seen or been able to pick up. But for a while, you could pick up a virtual type of game, like either on Amazon or at Walmart or Target or something like that, where um, you basically wore like VR uh, goggles. And then I believe you had some type of control, which was like basically like a lightsaber. And you would have through virtual reality, uh, one of these bots or something like that, and you could basically, you know, battle like with a lightsaber and, and practice and yeah. honing your skills. But with this, based on the concept art anyway, it doesn't look like it's going to be virtual reality. No, yeah, yeah. This no, looks that, like it's going I mean. to that's, be. That's why I said this is going to be far actually more real. Obviously, it's not going to be like laser beams shooting at you with it. You know, could actually hurt you, but. <laughs> You know, we will see once more details are released and, you know, once the hotel actually well, opens. it's filed against Star filed against Disney oh, World. Oh, stop. <laughs> Children were harmed during a Star Wars training remote exercise. But anyway, there's uh, a bunch of things also that haven't been even released yet. But um, you can also visit the Star Cruisers bridge to learn more about the ship's systems and how to operate them, including navigation and defense and skills that may come in handy during your journey through this adventure-filled galaxy. Um, one thing that's really interesting to note is that when they were doing this conver- or when they were doing this presentation for this, um, they slightly hinted at something may go wrong, um, that there may be uh, imperial resistance or, or uh, sorry, I've just gone through and like not, rewatched not all resistance. Of, yeah, resistance of the good guys. Order. Yeah, first order. first order. Um, I just went through and like rewatched all of the Star Wars. So, but um, basically, what they were showing too in some of the concept art that had like some of the moving images is it looks like there is a fight, like a a, a, a battle going on outside between Tie Fighters and X Wings and things like that. So, um, pretty interesting at, at how maybe you know this is totally just me thinking out loud but like you may be on the bridge and something may happen and then you have to go and and help them do whatever whether it's defense or shooting guns or something like i I don't know but it it looks very interesting i think it's gonna be really cool um but some fun facts about this that they have released so far i'm sure there's going to be a ton of fun facts but we've got three right now (laughs) um every window in the halcyon including those in each cabin has a view of the galaxy beyond with ever-changing vistas as the ship progresses from place to place. You'll also be able to explore the Halcyon and perhaps discover hidden spaces deep in the mechanics of the ship, perfect for uncovering secrets or for holding secret meetings. And this is what Josh was kind of talking about. Some of the choices that you make during your adventure will help determine how your Star Wars story progresses. So, like I said, that you are completely immersed into this story and you are actually part of this story. 
you have your own story, essentially. So I think it's literally going to be cooler than a Disney cruise or as cool as a Disney cruise, but it's only for two days where we enjoy a seven night cruise. <laughs> I, so here, here's my thing about this is, uh, number one, we, we don't know what the price is going to be like yet. There no, there's been, lots of rumors about the pricing. Um, and this is also said to be a two night, a two day, two night, which means your third day, cause you can't be there for for two days and two nights and not be there for a third day. Right. Um, which means it sounds like you're probably going to get kicked out of the hotel pretty early in the morning um, to make way for new guests. So just like my, a Disney cruise. Uh, yeah. Or any cruise. Um, but what I would be interested to know is how different is this going to be each time that you come back? Um, are they going to be able to create something that is different every single time that you come back? Because, I mean, granted, let's say that it is extremely expensive, even for a family of four or even for two adults like Taylor and I. Um, you know, let's say that we can afford to go maybe when it first opens. But um, I don't know. We hit the lottery and become billionaires or something. We want to go back Billion. like the next week or we want to go back the next month. How How much different is that story going to be? than what it was the first time. That's a really I, good I think, point. I didn't think about that. I think that that, and, and, and the reason I say that is because if it's not going to be different each time, then what's the point of coming back after the first time? You know, the great thing about a Disney cruise is that everything is inclusive on this and this hotel, the way that they described it, everything is going to be inclusive. Yeah, your they food, did make it sound that the dining drinks, experiences and everything um, will be included. Alcoholic beverages, I don't that's know. That's not they, they com- 100% confirmed, but, but, the, but that's the way they made it sound. That's the way that they made it sound when they were talking about it. But, yeah. You know, on a Disney cruise, there is no set itinerary. You can do whatever you want on that ship. And mm-hmm. honestly, you can have a different experience every time that you go back. You know, maybe... That's going to be slightly similar, but I, I just, I kind of wonder whenever you are withheld, like you're being withhold, like you're, you're stuck inside of this hotel until you go over Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Your but, excursion. But, you know, what, what is going to be drastically different between when you're there and you leave, then let's say if you want to go back a year later, is it going to be... Be exactly the same or slightly different or completely different story. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there will be some things that will be slightly different, but how different does it have to be for somebody to want to go back again? Yeah. So that's really interesting to think uh, about. Yeah. I mean, that because like I said, I mean, we love going on Disney cruises. Yeah. And the really nice thing about a Disney cruise is that I can do as much as I want and I can do as little as I want. Yeah. Whenever I want. Um, and obviously the selling point of this is that you're immersed in a story. So you need to go into this thinking that I'm not going to be leaving the hotel. I'm going to be participating in whatever is going yeah. on. And, and I if, mean, how much money you're paying for that, you're not going to want to leave anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and, <laughs> At least that's and, my thinking. And that's and that's my thinking as well. You know, if I'm spending, you know, whatever it is, $1,500 a person or whatever. They were saying like 1000 a person or what, something I, I like just, that. I'm throwing out a number yeah. that is expensive enough rumored that is expensive enough to say that i need to be there the entire time yeah um i think a lot has to be very different for me to then spend that money and come back again yeah but maybe not i don't know we haven't done it we don't know all the details yet there will be details coming out um hopefully in the next uh did did they say an opening date i don't nope they didn't say an opening date right so literally everything we just talked about is basically all the details we have um so there's still we, a lot left to the unknown. <laughs> and and I believe there was rumor that maybe they had started construction on it, but 
Yeah, um, just look at Google Maps. If you look at Google Maps, you can always tell like when construction uh, and stuff's going on. Sometimes. For the most but, part. Uh, I would be interested to know because uh, I would bet that they're going to maybe try to make it with no sight lines. Like it's going to be completely hidden maybe. Just like Galaxy's Edge? It has no sight no, lines? No, I mean like no sight lines into the resort. I'm talking oh. about being able to stand outside someplace, uh-huh. like driving up World Drive. And see it? Driving also the parkway and being able to see it. That's what I would be interested to know because, you know, the other thing that I'm thinking about this too is that this is not going to be another resort that you can just walk in and, and check out. No. Like this is going no. – because because you have to go into a launch pod to go up into the resort. So I'm assuming that this is literally going to be exclusive to those yeah. who are staying at the hotel. You yeah. you will not be able to resort hop to this place uh, or anything like that. Like this is only for the – like you have to be checking in. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wonder – how much of this is you're 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 actually going to be able to see? Okay, that makes sense from the real world. That that makes um, sense. And then we briefly touch on the on the windows. Um, if you ever s- uh, sailed on a Disney cruise, yeah, with like a, an inside stateroom, you get a virtual porthole, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like inside state rooms, but it is very cool to see. Yeah. Um, how they kind of like add some magic into it, and and it looks like it's outside, but everything out on this ship, you're not supposed to be able to see outside at all. No. There is. Zero natural light from what they're they're saying. Yep. So be aware of that, I guess. Claustrophobic much? Uh, I, I'm I would think sure that this it's going to be, be spacious enough. I, yeah, I would think that this would be like luxurious and spacious enough that it's not yeah. going to be like that. But I, again, well, very little, very little. I was going to talk about Epcot next, but I guess we're going to come back to that. All right, so moving on to the next topic that we want to talk about which is near and dear to our hearts which is disney cruise line we've done a few disney cruise line videos uh shameless plug for us if you want to go back and check those outs on the magic and a little bit on the fantasy i think no not really anything from the fantasy just the magic uh the fantasy videos that we made were i think it was just like a compilation video it was of just like music and video anyways um so probably the biggest news to come out is that they have revealed the name for Disney's fifth ship, which mm-hmm. is Disney Wish. Um, it's very fitting because making wishes come true is at the heart of so many Disney stories. And let me tell you what, when I actually read that, I was sitting on the couch trying not to cry. Yeah, I, actually, I'm reading this part because I don't know that Taylor could make it through this part without crying. So I don't know why. <laughs> there is just something about like Walt Disney World makes me emotional with new and magical things that happen there but there is just something about disney cruise line that is just oh, I mean, a little extra magical and i don't oh, know absolutely. what it is i can't pinpoint absolutely. it but like whenever i was reading that oh i was if, getting so emotional about if, it if we could do a disney cruise every single year we would. We would definitely do that. But oh, my gosh. I'm sad anyways. we're not doing one this year or next year. <laughs> Royal Caribbean. Yay. I mean, I'm ex- I'm honestly really excited for the Royal Caribbean cruise, but <sighs> Disney. Uh, the ship's atrium will be a bright, airy, and elegant space inspired by the beauty of an enchanted fairy tale. Uh, the ship's stern will feature Rapunzel, which is uh, the first ship to feature a princess. Yeah, it is. Um, our favorite artsy princess. Paintbrush in hand uses her enchanted hair to suspend herself as she decorates the stern of the ship with the help of her feisty sidekick, 
Pascal. The Disney Wish is scheduled for delivery in late 2021 and will set sail in January 2022. Um, so basically meaning Disney is going to receive that ship uh, probably November or December. Um, they're probably going to go back over and do some checking up on some things. There'll probably be some media days on there. Uh, and then like the official setting sale date will be uh, sometime in January January of 2022, which is a great time. That's when we love to go on a we cruise. We love to go on a cruise in uh, January. Temperature isn't boiling hot. It's just no. cool cool enough. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's a good good date. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know, the Disney Wish is one of three ships that will be joining the Disney fleet over the next few years. So uh, all three ships will be powered by liquefied natural gas and uh, at approximately 144,000 gross tons and 1,250 guest staterooms. That can't be right. Uh, slightly larger than the Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy. Oh, maybe it is. All right. It's not 1,200 people. Oh, guest rooms, guest rooms, It's not 1,200 people. It's 1,250 rooms. Yeah. So Which can fit, some can fit up to four or five even more people. That's true. In the suites. So, uh, slightly larger than the Disney Dream and Disney Fantasy. Uh, I think, I don't know if they, I don't know if they necessarily clarified that yet again for all three of the new ships or if this is just the fifth one. Um, I mean, I'm 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 certainly excited to see this new ship. No, it says all three new sh- all three ships will be like this. Yeah, um, I mean, I I'm excited for this new ship to come out, but I'm kind of disappointed if they're not going to do something that, in some way, more competes with Royal Caribbean. Not that they need to compete with like Royal what size wise. Um, I mean, size. I don't know that size is necessarily the biggest thing. I think it's just having more activities and opportunities for people to do stuff so just to diverge from what we're talking about right now when i did the tour on royal caribbean and i talked a little bit about this in the live stream uh from sunday uh just talking about some of the d23 stuff you know royal caribbean has so much to do on that ship it's it's absolutely amazing and and a Disney cruise line has has plenty of things to do as well but there is way more to do on a royal caribbean ship than there is on a disney ship and i mean i love the level of service that we that we get on disney um, I love everything about it, but, you know, if you're going to copy and paste what you did with the fantasy and just say, oh, we made it larger, I think you're making a mistake. Um, at some point, maybe, people are going to say, I'm not going to pay for that because I can go to Royal Caribbean and I can do all the same stuff. Probably not get as great of service, but we don't know. We're going to see. You know, I, I, that's what I'm kind of worried about because when they revealed the uh, image of the atrium, it is more grand it's more elegant it's it's larger obviously than the fantasy and the dream but it is very much still the same which is okay and i and i'm fine with that because it's beautiful it looks great but at the same time you have got to offer people i think a little bit more than so are you saying you don't want it to be like the ship set up the same way as it is with having an inside atrium like that and having a big open center like central park boardwalk no, like I, is that I, what I'm you not, want that's like all I'm, I'm saying i'm just saying like i'm just saying that they they probably need to have a few more activities for people to do i mean let, let's talk about activities on the cruise line real quick um for this new ship because if they're copying and pasting from the fantasy and the dream this is what we're looking at we're going to look at a pool deck um it is going to be larger. There may be another pool, but you've got a large family pool. Then you've got a kitty pool. You've got probably, uh, what is it, like a little kitty jungle gym area. Mm-hmm. Um, and then back towards 
Where where was the like everybody can go and play zone splash splash play zone? Was that towards the back or was that more towards the front? It was different on the fantasy and the magic. Well, I'm not talking about the magic. I'm talking about the fantasy. I don't remember. Um, and then we been on all, it in a couple all the years. way up at the front of the ship, you had what was the adults only area, which had a small, um, no, I mean not like small small, but like a medium sized pool that's only for adults, and then um, a second level for adults to go up and like relax and lounge, and they had a like a little foot soaker pool i guess what i would call it because it's not <laughs> deep yeah. it's not deep it's only a couple inches a couple of inches deep but um you know made to just be up there for you to relax um they have the court the basketball court sports and deck when you go and you look at what royal caribbean is offering people you've got an aqua theater outside you've got um a zip line. You've got a, a zip rock line. wall. You've got a rock wall. You've got the way the the flow rider. Then you've got more poles than I've ever seen, um, which is which is unreal. There's a the, ton of hot tubs up there. Mm-hmm. There's um, for the adults. water slides. Then you've got these awesome looking water slides up there, mm-hmm. and that's a, that that's all stuff for everybody. Um, yeah. The adults have a very luxurious, very nice um, adults only area at the very front of the ship that is on multiple levels. Um, with multiple hot tubs, they don't. I don't remember seeing if they had. I think there is like an adult-only pool. I don't remember that specifically because yeah. I only had like three hours to tour the entire ship. But when we just talk about that top deck and everything that is going on, I, I just feel like if if all we're gonna get is another fantasy with some innovative single slide and not a lot extra, eh. It's kind of tough. It's kind of so tough. So here's the way I think about it, though. I feel like not almost every other cruise line, but Royal Caribbean, Carnival, those kinds of cruise lines, when I think of those, I picture like Las Vegas. And when I picture Disney Cruise Line, I picture something more luxurious. Oh, I mean, absolutely. And, and I. So when I see all those water slides on the top of the ship, it, sorry, almost looks a little trashy to me. <laughs> Compared to when I look well, at a Disney cruise line, and it looks like a nice cruise ship. Okay, but if we're going to talk Disney, I'm sure Disney can find a way to make that not look trashy. All right, let's not... Well, that's, let's, the, that's what not, it looks like to me. Let's not put Carnival and Royal Caribbean in the same boat, because or in the same the same pond, because they're, they're two different... We've never set foot on a Carnival cruise, but I've read enough to know that there's a difference between Royal Caribbean and Carnival, all <laughs> right? From um, what I've heard, Carnival is like the next step to Disney Cruise Line. From what I've heard. What? Like Disney, Disney, Royal Caribbean. Oh, did I say Carnival? You just said, you just said, uh, rewind. Uh, well, from what I've heard, Carnival <laughs> is the next step to Disney Cruise Line. No. Disney, yes, Royal, Royal Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. Right yeah. Below. Carnival, uh, Let's not even talk about Carnival. We've never done it. Let's uh, just leave it at that. Going to do it, but uh, I, I'm sure that Disney can find a way to make it look not so, as in your words, would be trashy. Um, and I, I, I have full belief in them. My my issue is just that they just need to offer more. I, I don't. We don't need a casino, obviously on on Disney. That, no, that's not please there. don't ever. They bring would a never do that. Um, if you guys don't know Disney World. Oh yeah. Disney yeah, World yeah, actually. They- actually is like fights against casinos being built mm-hmm. anywhere in the Orlando area all the time. So Yeah, there's actually like a mile radius around Walt Disney World that casinos are not allowed to be built. Yeah. Um and so yeah, I mean I, I don't wanna I don't wanna beat a dead horse. I mean that's not a best you kind of that's, are. that's probably not a best way to put that. Um I don't I don't want to drag it out or, or 
beat it too much, but um, I would just like to see Disney provide guests more than what they're providing them right now for they the price. Me with enough for the price of, for the price that you're paying. But I mean, it is it's luxurious. It is a different mm-hmm. different level of service. So um, another big announcement that came out of that is Disney Cruise Line has purchased yeah. a second uh, private island. It is a tropical destination in the Bahamas, which will be located on the beautiful island of uh, Yulthera. How did they say this again? I don't remember. Yulthera? I was waiting Yulthera? to hear you pronounce it. El- oh, it's Eleuthera. 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 Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Sorry. So uh, on the beautiful island of Eleuthera at a place called Lighthouse Point, um, the new destination will celebrate both the stories of culture of the Bahamas as well as the natural environment of Lighthouse Point itself. Um, they've brought Joe Rohde in, who, if you don't know, has done Animal Kingdom and Alani. And uh, he is kind of like leading the charge on this. So um, pretty exciting to kind of see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I have no doubts that Joe Rody can take care of this and, and handle it oh, yeah. uh, hands down. So I mean, Animal Kingdom Lodge is like our favorite resort on property pretty much. And that was his project. Yeah. So, um, and you love Animal Kingdom Park. Oh, yeah, I do. Um, and just some interesting facts. Uh, they have Disney Cruise Line, speaking of, has committed to develop less than 20% of the island itself, um, employ sustainable building practices, including an open uh, trestle pier that eliminates the need to dredge a ship channel, which is pretty interesting, uh, establish environmental monitoring programs during construction and operations. I'm kind of surprised that they don't do that already, but maybe that's because it's in the Bahamas. Um, and then and donate more than 190 acres of privately owned land to the government, among other commitments. Uh, construction at Lighthouse Point will begin only after an environmental impact assessment and environmental management plan are reviewed and accepted by the government of Bahamas uh, and public consultation has occurred. Construction could begin in 2020 with completion in late 2022 or 2023. So I didn't see this part. Where did you find that at? Because that, that was from the D23 announcement. Oh, I never heard them say that at all. Uh, that that's very it was posted very on their website. Um, that, that that's very very interesting that before they are the making, website went down. Uh, well, it's interesting that they're making this announcement before that this has even gone in. This is putting pressure on the government of the Bahamas to now get it done. To get it done and, and pretty much give them uh, leeway to start construction. That is very interesting. So. Um, well, but again, also interesting, we're not going to see it till probably 2022 or 2023. Around At that least, time, yeah. maybe a uh, sixth ship uh, may be on its way. So pretty cool. Yeah, because number five, the Disney Wish. Oh, I can't wait to see it. I bet it'll be great. I'm sure it will be. Yep. For $6,000 a person. Oh, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. it's I'm not going to be kidding. that much. Right, moving on. Drama. All right, so we're... We kind of jumped around a little bit. We started at Walt Disney World with the Star Wars Hotel. Then we went to Disney Cruise Line. But we are actually going to go back to Walt Disney World. And basically the rest of this podcast is Disney World announcements. So a new Cirque du Soleil show is going to be coming to Disney Springs. So if you don't know, down by the House of Blues, um, they did not do anything with the Cirque du Soleil. Facade? Yeah. Is that what you're, I'm just assuming that's what you were talking about. Yeah. They have done nothing with that building, um, at least the outside. And that's because a new show is coming. So the first Cirque du Soleil show celebrating Walt Disney Animation Studios is going to be coming. So um, 
this has been at Disney Springs, but this wasn't a show based on anything Disney beforehand. Josh and I went and saw it, and uh, kind of regret not seeing it more, or at least I know once it was so. It was, it was so actually good. really good. There's also um, an Avatar Cirque du Soleil show. If you didn't know, it was in Orlando actually not mm-hmm. that long ago. Yeah, it was. Um, but Walt Disney Imagineering, Walt Disney Animation Studios, and Cirque du Soleil are partnering to bring an incredible first-of-its-kind show to Disney Springs. The story, which centers around a young girl whose father is in a Disney animator who finds a way to send his daughter on a magical journey of self-discovery through a world of animation. Previews are set to begin March 20th, 2020, leading up to the world premiere of the new show on April 17th, 2020. I'm really excited to see it. Tickets are actually already available. Yeah, they are. So you can get on and purchase your tickets for March 20th and on. And I cannot wait to see it. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, I kind of wonder if they're doing any refurbishment to the inside. um, because I'm sure they probably are. You know, what I just thought of is like, you don't have a show going there. You've got an enormous um, theater space. I'm surprised that they weren't trying, like, showing anything. You know, whether it was yeah. like some type of play or. I mean, uh, that show was there for a long time, yeah. so I'm sure they're probably refurbishing the inside, but it's not changing the setup on the inside in right. any way. But I'm sure they're doing some changes or alterations or whatever with the stage setup. But yeah. it's still going to be the same stage. If you've ever been in there, it was like almost like a U shape mm-hmm. in there and then leveled up to pretty high. It's pretty big in there. All right, moving on to the new digital offering, Disney Genie, coming to Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, Disney Genie will make planning easier and more fun by providing customized itineraries geared to your interests right at your fingertips from a royal princess-themed day at Magic Kingdom to a trip around the world at Epcot for foodies and even a perfect day for thrill-seekers. Certain features of the Disney Genie will also be available through your preferred travel professional, that is travel agents. Such as Gold Gal Getaways. Such as Gold Gal Getaways. <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, you'll be able to tell Disney Genie what you'd like to experience. And it will quickly evaluate millions of options to present you with an optimal day. Uh, and best of all, it's flexible. If you change your mind for any reason, Disney Genie will re-optimize your day. Uh, Disney Genie can also send you real-time tips and updates, including recommendations for experience it thinks you love, you will love, or you'll love, helping you navigate the theme parks with added convenience and comfort if you don't want to worry about making reservations in multiple steps. Disney Genie will even take care of that for you. Oh, touring plans. I'm so sorry. I know. I was literally just going to say that. You are going out of business. No, not really. Um... This is actually when I had heard about this uh, and I saw this as the announcement. This was the first thing I thought of. I thought of touring plans. If you don't Mm -hmm. know, shameless plug for uh, another company. Uh, Touring plans does a lot of this stuff, basically not as advanced, but they basically have plans that get made up and they Mm -hmm. will help you um, kind of just make the most out of your day. Yep. So we don't really know. Uh, exactly. Like, we don't know much about this. I don't think they said if it's going to be a paid-for feature or if it's going to be free. No. Apparently, it's supposed to be free. It's going to be like My Disney Experience. Um, also, is it going to replace My Disney Experience? That I do not know, but I have heard multiple people say it is replacing My Disney Experience, but that was not confirmed. So, here's my, uh, not that I'm trying to have an issue with everything today, but I'm just (laughs) thinking, but I'm just thinking as like, you know, I'm trying to... you know, I think about these things, right? Um, whether it's paying a ton of money to be on the but Disney Cruise Line. But this is a good platform or, to do it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, 
you know, here's my thing is that uh, I can't go to Walt Disney World and use my Disney Experience app without it crashing at least oh, five times. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, it, it's the worst app to use. Actually, it has not been, for me anyway, it has not been as bad lately as it was a couple months ago. So what you're trying to tell me is that uh, my Disney Experience, they finally worked out all of the kinks. And then they're going to get rid of it. And then they're going to switch over to <laughs> Disney Genie, who apparently is going to plan your entire day for you. And about midway through, it's going to be like, meh. And like just totally all your plans up. are going to be gone <laughs> and everything is going to be gone. Like what, then what do you do? You better start yeah. screenshotting everything. Like when you, when it's like, mm-hmm. Hey, Dizzy Genie, I want to have a princess filled day at magic kingdom. And then over at Epcot, you better start, start like, you know, screenshotting what's happening because, um, if that stuff goes away, if it crashes or something, you, you just never know. Oh, Josh, the pessimist. Um, but I, you know, I, I think from Disney's aspect of this, it's going to be for crowd control, uh, especially when it's saying, you know, we're going to recommend things that we think that you might want to do. I think that's going to be trying to steer people to things that aren't as busy to Mm -hmm. fill up other spots and, and keep, you know, managing crowds. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I mean, I, I really do hope that it works because it would be great. I think it would. And like some of the video clips and pictures they showed of it, it looks like... Looks pretty slick. Yeah, it does. Smooth. So as long as it works pretty slick and smooth, like it looks... Like it's supposed to. We will be golden. Like like my Disney experience? My Disney experience. Some people still say they have issues with it, but recently I have have not. all the time with it. When was the last time you even opened that app? So last week, whenever your family was here and I was trying to like change stuff... Yeah, but guess what? Guess who got those flight of passage fast Whatever. passes, not Let's you. Let's move on. Reflections, <laughs> a Disney's Lakeside Lodge. So Reflections, a Disney Lakeside Lodge, is actually going to be taking the place of River Country right between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness. This will be a unique hotel and proposed Disney Vacation Club Resort inspired by the wonders of nature and artistry of Walt Disney. Um, If you're not watching the YouTube video, um, I just threw my watch and my phone on the floor because I'm getting 9 million notifications and I can't stand the buzzing anymore. But anyway, uh, there's... Also, we we don't know much about this. We barely, literally know anything about they didn't, this. They didn't talk much about no, it. No, they really didn't. They kind of just like grazed over it. Like, oh yeah, we're building another new resort. Who cares? Um, because, you know, they just built, uh, what's the tower called? Destino Tower. Grand Destino Tower was Riviera. just opened at Coronado Springs. And then the Riviera Resort over is going to be Beach opening at Caribbean Beach in December. Which that one is a Disney Vacation Club resort. So, mm-hmm. um, but here at Reflections, there is going to be a Princess and the Frog themed restaurant. We don't know much about it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and then there's also going to be Treehouse Suites and over the water bungalows. And yeah, I wonder if uh, those over the water bungalows over at Polynesia must be really selling. Because I, I kind of wonder if that's what these are going to be like. If they're going to be the same thing. I don't know. I don't know if they're really selling because they're really expensive and they're a lot of points. They are. But I mean, it just it seems interesting that they're going to do that again uh, to build more over the water bungalows. So we'll see. Well, they're building all these resorts and there's a fifth park coming. A B. Taylor to the punch. Yeah. They need to add another park for (laughs) all (laughs) these (laughs) people. (laughs) All right. So leading into Josh's disappointment. (laughs) 
Today's podcast is bring back GMR. Today's podcast is brought to you by Josh the pessimist. No, it's Debbie Downer. All right, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is going to be the first major Mickey-themed ride-through attraction, and it's coming to both Disneyland Park in California and Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida. You will be invited into the Chinese Theater, the former great movie ride, which serves as the magic portal through which theater-goers will step from the human world directly into the cartoon world. This attraction puts you inside the wacky and unpredictable world of Disney Channel's Emmy Award-winning Mickey Mouse cartoon shorts. Once you step into the cartoon world of Mickey and Minnie, you'll board a train with Goofy as the engineer. Then, one magical moment after the next leads you into a zany, out-of-control adventure filled with surprising twists and turns. It uses state-of-the-art technologies and dazzling visual effects to transform the cartoon world into an incredible and immersive multi-dimensional experience. Yeah, I mean, wow, and the ex- crowd goes wild. It's exciting. Ah. I mean, it's it's a new it's a new attraction. It's the first time we're gonna see Mickey in his own in his own thing. I wish that maybe it wasn't so much the older. Or the the the, the new Josh doesn't yeah Josh doesn't like those cartoons uh, and I know there's a lot of people our age that don't really like those cartoons but yeah it's okay I think it's gonna end up being a good attraction and if it's not that's gonna kind of suck but I, I think it'll be fine but I think it'll be good they're you know they're trying to use some new technology it's gonna be trackless um jeez I think it'll be good. But on to more important things. Yes, this is probably the biggest and most important news coming out of the D23 Walt Disney World News, which Mm -hmm. is the reimagination of Epcot. This is um, incredible. This is really, really incredible. So if you guys were paying attention at all, or uh, I don't want to say if you were paying attention, that kind of sounds like I'm being rude. But if you were listening to what was going on in D23 or, or if you were able to listen at all, um, on Friday they had announced that there was this big secret project or there was this big secret announcement. That Was that the Moana announcement? Was that, was that what the announcement yes. was? was yes, that, the Moana was the um, we big had, secret announcement. We had seen the announcement that Moana, an attraction for Moana, for Moana, for Moana, was going into Epcot. Not in any country in Epcot. No. In future worlds in Epcot. Um, and and as soon as that announcement came across, I looked right over at Taylor and I said, Epcot has now changed literally forever. It, it is no longer Epcot of what Walt Disney himself had imagined or mm-hmm. um, even what maybe um, Marty Sklar had imagined, you know, when they were doing the, the, the construction and, and the planning. And it also just didn't make sense because when they announced this, this was before they announced the complete reimagination of the park. They literally just announced this Moana attraction. And I'm looking at Josh like, why in the heck is a Moana attraction going into Epcot? Like that literally makes absolutely no sense. Right. So then on Sunday, once the Disney Parks and Resorts panel went on, then things started to come full circle and actually make sense yes. as to why Moana is going to be at Epcot. So the the biggest thing right now is that Epcot is going to now be divided into four areas. It is. Um, so 
what I think for years now, Epcot has kind of lost its theme. It is kind of this future world is not really what future world was when the park opened. And World Showcase has always been fine and remained the same. You've got your festivals, you've got your countries and all the culture. Well, yeah, I mean, World Showcase but is meant future for world, future world has really lost what it was supposed to be in the first place. So if you don't know, um, Epcot actually stands for Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. And Walt Disney envisioned Epcot to be an actual city where people would work and live with new technology that was presented by the very best companies in the industry. In the industry. 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 Um, And actually, if you ride the people mover at Magic Kingdom, you can see what Epcot was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, the model. There is a model of it there. Going into Space Mountain. Yes. First, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Epcot back then really relied heavily on corporate and international sponsorships to develop the many pavilions and uh, since then the Walt Disney Company has grown so much and evolved that sponsorships aren't really needed like they were back then because Disney's making its own money now. Um, They probably still need sponsorships for the monorail but that is besides the point. (laughs) Well and I think the other thing too is that I think while Disney would appreciate sponsorships for certain things. For example, Test Track is still yeah. being oh, sponsored yes. by GM Motors. There are still some things. Chevrolet. But, but literally the whole future world used to be like completely yeah, yes, sponsored. Yes, it did. And and the thing is is that with sponsorship you lose a lot of your own decision making. I mean, yeah. not maybe not so much as a, not a lot of this. Like, obviously, Disney is always going to have the final say, but... But you, you are going to be getting their input. But you're going to be getting a lot of roadblocks mm-hmm. in place because it's going to be, you know, we're donating money. We should have a say. So Yes. And another thing I think these days, a lot of people, I feel like, are saying that they don't like that Disney is using their own properties, such as Moana and other movies and entities and things like that. People don't like that, which to me, it makes total sense that they would use their own things in the parks. Like, how does that not make sense? Well, I, I think it's, to be more specific, people didn't like the fact that it was being inputted into Epcot, a place where that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, before Michael, the the era of Michael Eisner, you never saw characters in Epcot. No, you um, didn't. Michael Eisner, I believe, is the one who introduced and said, hey, you know, we need to put characters in here because... Nobody wants to come to Epcot for mm-hmm. multiple reasons. I mean, well, and a lot of people didn't bring their kids to Epcot. That was the other thing, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and so, almost from the beginning, I think Epcot was doomed to fail because of the plan that they had. Right? The World Showcase never was going to fail. I don't think that that's always no. going to be sustainable with what they have. Um, obviously, I think introducing some of the attractions that makes sense, but. Future World as a whole, whenever you talk about introducing brand new technology, that is almost outdated as soon as it is installed yes, for guests. That's to another thing. It's hard to keep it futuristic. Exactly. Um, and so, what are you going to do? So, I think that this now, what they're doing, which is basically unifying Epcot with four neighborhoods, mm-hmm. um, we're going to have World Showcase, isn't changing, we're adding some attractions. Um, we're going to have World Celebration. This is going to be basically the, the center. Uh, walkway, if, if that's what you want to call it, which is basically enveloping kind of the entrance, Spaceship Earth, and then kind of where the Fountain of Nations is right now. 
leading all the way up into the entrance of World Showcase. Um, and then you're going to have World Nature. This is going to be where living with or the land pavilion, the seas, excuse me, the seas pavilion, and then the imagination pavilion. No, and, imagination is not part of World Nature. What is it a part of? Um, it's a part of Celebration. If you look at the map, it's not part of... The oh. Imagination Pavilion is not part well, of nature. Ex- excuse me, then. Which also makes sense. Why would Imagination be part of nature? Well, because whenever you first, whenever I first looked at that, Imagination Pavilion is so far over to the right, it's really hard to see it is enveloped with, or that it is enclosed within the celebration thing. All right, it well. cuts off right beside well, the I, celebration. I, I mean, I stand corrected then um, <laughs> whenever I was talking in the live stream. Sorry. But... Um, and then you have World Discovery, which is basically uh, Test Track, Mission Space, uh, the new Play Pavilion, which mm-hmm. is coming, which looks really cool. Yeah, well, let's break into more of like the actual details of everything that is coming. Okay, so some of the details about each of these new neighborhoods that Epcot is going to be divided into. So World Celebration will offer new experiences that connect us to one another and the world around us. The iconic spaceship Earth will remain a voyage through time as a journey transforms to reflect the power of storytelling to unite the human experience. New narration and an entirely new musical score will focus on the moments and ideas that define our story. You will follow a magical story light that brings the entire experience to life in dynamic ways, giving each scene energy and beauty that ties the entire journey together. So a lot of people have been asking, will Spaceship Earth be demolished or will it remain the icon of Epcot? And it is staying. It it will still be in Epcot. <laughs> but I believe it's closing for almost two years. It is going to be closed for a very long time. It's actually, from what I've heard, not going to be open during the 50th anniversary of Epcot. Which is... Or, I mean, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney Walt World. Walt Disney World. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty shocking. Yeah. Pretty shocking. But I think most of the 50th anniversary stuff is going to happen in Magic Kingdom, but that's a story for another day. Except that they said celebration of the 50th anniversary would be through all four parks. Yeah, they did say that. So, and, and you guys can double check us in the, either in the comments or write us an email, whatever. But I'm pretty sure the fountain that you see as you walk into Epcot right now, it's very flat. It's not flat, but it's not tall. Right in um, front of Spaceship Earth. Right, right in front of Spaceship Earth. So as you're walking, you literally walk through the turnstiles. There are now no more stones. Yeah, leave all a legacy has gone. All that stands between you is the flower bed. The fountain, Spaceship Earth. That fountain is supposed to be, I I believe, taken out. And it's going to be a fountain from like a long time ago. Like original maybe or something. The the design looked really cool. I'm pretty sure. Now, I could be totally mistaken. And that is going to replace the Fountain of Nations. Fountain of Nations, apparently, that whole area is going to be completely changed. Okay. Now, behind Spaceship Earth, so if if we walk past Spaceship Earth, will be a new statue of walt himself i believe i i think that that's where that's going i could be wrong but what we do know but there is going to be a statue of walt disney in epcot and there will be a brand new fountain somewhere in the world's celebration area Mm -hmm. uh specifically right near spaceship earth so moving on to world nature world nature is dedicated to understanding and preserving the beauty awe and balance of the natural world it will include the land and the seas with nemo and friends uh, journey of water inspired Mo- by moana will be the first experience inspired 
by the hit Walt Disney Animation Studios film, this lush exploration trail will invite you to meet and play with magical living water. Uh, the water will have a life of its own, just like Moana's friend, the ocean, and you'll learn about the importance of the natural water cycle. Yeah, so that is important because a lot of people are thinking this is going to be a Moana ride. Yeah, no. This I, is I not a ride. don't think that that's the case here. I think that this is exactly what it says. Um, this is probably going to be maybe something for children, um, especially being able to interact with and play with living water, <laughs> magical living water. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is going to be a place for like probably for kids. Like they have like a little splash play area right now. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be like a splash area. No, no, no. I, I, and I don't want. I don't want it to sound like this is not. That's not what it is. But it just sounds like. I mean, if you can play, meet and play with mm-hmm. magical living water, it sounds like you might be able to get wet. So, um, but it is a lush exploration trail. Uh, I think that that's also very important to note that um, this is something that you're just going to have to like walk through and check out. So mm-hmm. it's not a ride. This is not a, a, a moving attraction vehicle type of deal so um and then the lands the land pavilion's new film awesome planet uh which showcases the beauty and diversity and dynamic story of the planet will debut uh in january of 2020 so no offense to the previous show the lion king the circle of life that was there hopefully it's better than that because we'd go in there and fall asleep i really and really I, tried so hard oh, to go yeah. in there and watch that and i just i could never stay awake like I'd josh is an environmental guy and he couldn't stay awake and yeah. i think it's rude when people go into attractions and fall asleep and i couldn't stay awake so shameless plug <laughs> for uh, if you're not already following us on instagram sometimes you'll see uh what i do out in out in, out in the real world real not, world road rules challenge <laughs> not a lot i really think to talk about world nature um other than the moana experience we don't mm-hmm. really know what's going to be coming of that we don't have a lot of details about it it's a walking exploration show with water all right so world discovery i kind of wondered what they were going to call this area before they actually set it in the Uh, presentation but world discovery is going to be stories about science technology and intergalactic adventure which does make sense um and guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind will be the first other world showcase pavilion at epcot and this is going to be the guardians of the galaxy roller coaster they finally um announced the name and the adventure starts in the Galaxarium, a planetarium-like exhibition that explores the similarities and mysteries of the formation of Earth's galaxy and Xandar. You will be invited to learn more about the treasures of Xandar, and until the moment when the Guardians of the Galaxy arrive and adventures across the cosmo ensue. The attraction will feature a new innovation from Walt Disney Imagineering, a storytelling coaster that rotates 360 degrees to focus your attention on the action, including the first reverse launch coaster. What? What? Yeah, you didn't see that? That No! That was a really big thing that... that, uh, I did not realize it was going to be the reverse launch. The great robot Bob Chapik talked about. He said it was a... Yeah, it's uh, the first reverse launch. On a Disney coaster. It's on not, a Disney coaster, it's yeah. Not, a, a reverse launch is not new. It's probably going to be pretty awesome. I think Cosmic Rewind is a little cheesy. I think they could have came up with a better name. but 
But when you think about Guardians of the Galaxy, I think the name makes sense. Not the Guardians of the Galaxy is cheesy. That's not, not a fan of Guardians That's not of the what Galaxy. I'm saying. But I'm just saying like the whole vibe that you get from the movie and the characters and everything. I think that the name kind of makes sense. And there's also an expansion of the Mission Space Pavilion. I actually kind of like that they're calling everything like a pavilion now. Because I've never called it the Mission Space Pavilion. It's just been Mission Space. But anyway. Is it really a pavilion? Yes, because a new restaurant is coming, and it's Space 220. And it will be a culinary experience featuring a celestial panorama of a space station, including daytime and nighttime views of Earth from 220 miles up. Space 220. You'll board a special elevator for a journey to a space station that is home to an incredible dining experience. Along the way, viewports will give you a real-time perspective as you travel high above the planet. Once you arrive, you'll enjoy fantastic meals and drinks while taking in the views that are truly out of this world. This will be opening this winter and something... Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Oh, they have been building that Um, sucker up quick. If you ride Test Track and right as you come out the doors and you like kink your head back to the left, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> 10,000 like years, I'll give you such a crank in the neck. <laughs> um, you will be able to see the construction of Space 2020. Uh, 2020? 220. 220. I'm sorry, it's <laughs> Space 220. Uh, I, when was it that we did? Uh, we did a tour. We did a tour not too long ago. And we ago, walked right past it backstage. We walked past it backstage. And then this was back in May? No, June. June, because it was your birthday. June. Um, and all that was really up that you could see were just, con- like, literally just concrete walls, mm-hmm. it looked like. So I'm really shocked to hear that this is opening this winter. Yeah. Uh, in just a few short months. But now, winter could be anywhere from, like, December to March. So. Uh, okay. That, that, that's, a, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. That's a fair point there. I was reading that as like before the end of 2019. Yeah, because technically spring isn't until March. Technically, you are correct. Um, but something we are like slightly disappointed about. Yeah, very. Is that this restaurant is going to be operated by the Patina Group. So we will see how it goes. I'm, hopefully, I'm not a fan of all the... Hopefully, do, it but. is good. Because the way it sounds, it sounds like it's going to be a good experience. I mean, the experience but, alone but, is going to be awesome. But yeah, hopefully the food is good. If you haven't had a chance... <gasps> we will bring a full dining review. Don't you worry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, if you haven't had the chance yet, maybe Google Space 220. Uh, and just take a look at some of the artist renderings or the images or whatever I'm trying to say. Or you could just watch our YouTube video where we have some of the artist renderings. Oh, or that too. Um, but... <laughs> It just it looks absolutely like just beautiful. I mean, you're you're literally sitting in a space station, mm-hmm. and it, it seems like basically the entire like, it says roof, panorama. Yeah, and all the walls like you're just going to be able to see it on the space. Yeah. So, uh, I bet they've been working really, really closely with NASA to get some like really high end. Well, high Walt Disney video. was really so, into space, so I yeah. do think that this is makes sense. cool that this is coming here. Same thing with the Star Wars hotel. I think that. You know, I think some people don't like that Disney acquired Star Wars, but I think that's something that Walt Disney would have liked. Only for $4 billion. They've made their money back already. (laughs) Yes, they have. 
And um, there's some more things in this whole discovery world and world discovery. Um, the Play Pavilion will open in time for the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. In this digital metropolis, you'll discover an interactive city bursting with games, activities, and experiences that connect you with friends, family, and beloved Disney characters, both real and virtual, like never before. As part of this new pavilion, you'll have the chance to help legendary fashion icon Enda Mode on her quest to rid the world of uninspired style or make a splash competing in a water balloon fight hosted by Huey, Dewey, Louie, and Webby. And let me just say, we talked earlier about how Epcot is completely changing and it hasn't really been this whole concept that Walt Disney came up with of this city, but if you think about it, Epcot kind of is what Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow stands for. I mean, Walt Disney World itself is a community of tomorrow. And Epcot's always, you know, Epcot was supposed to always be continually changing. It wasn't supposed to be the same thing all the time. That's everything. Not just Epcot. No, yeah. Well, I know. But, I mean, it's changing. And I think this whole thing of, like, discovering is kind of fitting for all of that. That's just my thoughts. I think World Discovery is just a cloak for yeah well worlds. just flush what i said uh, down I mean, the toilet I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> and later this year a new experience center will open in the former odyssey events pavilion you've never before seen anything like this in a disney park walt disney imagineering presents the epcot experience and this will bring guests up close and personal with engaging and interacting exhibits where they can step inside the relentless innovation energy and excitement and where they will be able to privy the never before revealed details driving the future of epcot throughout this amazing transformation and if you don't know the odyssey events pavilion is actually where the festival center has been for the last couple events um it's actually kind of between test track and mexico yes so that is going to be basically gutted on the inside even though they just kind of like refurbished it a little bit in there i mean we don't know if it's going to be gutted gutted but it's going to be completely changed it's going to be completely changed to have these interactive exhibits so i'm excited to see what uh that all entails because they haven't really said much other than that maybe they will gut it because they have a like they have a Basically, a restaurant in the back there, mm-hmm. a kitchen. I don't know. I, I yeah. should say restaurant. I mean, maybe they'll keep that in there, but maybe not. Um, oh, just to confirm what we were saying earlier about the fountain, uh, this is the the retro Epcot entrance fountain is coming back. You can see it in a lot of the artist renderings. Um, this is going to be right as you walk in. Right in front of Spaceship Earth. And just jumping back a little bit to World Celebration. There's um, just so many announcements. That's there, why we're kind is, of all because we, 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 missed, uh, we missed a couple of big things here, which yeah. is um, Epcot Garden, which is coming in. Uh, and that's going to be, oh, Epcot Garden is going to be basically taking over where the uh, pin trading is, yeah. where they have the sign at that kind of like displays information for rides um, right in the middle area. Of, of like as you pass Spaceship Earth. And mm-hmm. then the other thing that we didn't mention is this festival center, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, the, the way it looks is going to be a three-story building. And that's um, actually going to be taking the place of Starbucks, Club Cool, uh, basically in that of, area. Well, all of Interventions is basically going away. Yes. So all of Interventions, uh, I believe it's east 
uh, is going to be completely demolished, and we're going to have this all this new stuff. So mm-hmm. um, I think it looks like they do have a new place maybe for Starbucks. Yeah, there gonna is going to be a new Starbucks that's relocating. And then um, there's also going to be a beer garden as well. Yeah, so, so. pretty interesting to see. So. I think it's interesting that they're going to have a dedicated festival center, but it kind of makes sense because of how many festivals they have at Epcot. And that also leads us right into World Showcase. But does that mean we're going to have a festival in the summer? No, because remember when we went on that tour, they said they used the summertime to refurbish all of the festival booths. Until they don't. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyways, moving on into World Showcase. Mm -hmm. World Showcase will continue to be a celebration of culture, cuisine, architecture, and traditions. Uh, infused with some new magic, which, speaking of, the United Kingdom Pavilion will welcome the first attraction inspired by Mary Poppins. Uh, you'll step in time down Cherry Lane, past Admiral Boom's house, uh, then enter number 17, home of the Banks family, where your adventure will begin. Uh, was that, was that, English, I don't think that was, or was accurate. That, uh, Australian or New Zealand mm. or something. He's kind of close, but not really. Um, I'm pretty excited for this. I I think it's t- totally new. It's different. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously it's totally new, but I mean, there's nothing that acknowledges Mary Poppins, really. Is it, there anywhere else that has Mary Poppins attraction? It says, first well, attraction inspired it, by Mary Poppins. Uh, oh, okay. You can yeah. meet Mary Poppins. That's true. But there is no attraction. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is also, I don't know if it's like an actual ride. Yeah, so we don't really know much else about it. They actually, they, 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 they really, said. it was like a 30 second blip. Like they're yeah. just like, they read this, they showed a, a small artist rendering of it, uh, just it. like the Cherry Tree Lane area, and, and that was it. So mm-hmm. um, I I don't know. I, I, I would be, I'm not going to be shocked sometime down the road to see almost all of the countries have something, some type of character inside of them with an attraction or, or some type of other showcase. So. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2020, following the limited time run of Epcot Forever, which will start sep- uh, sorry, which will start October 1st, yes, um, the new Harmony Us will debut as the largest nighttime spectacular ever created for a Disney park. Uh, it will celebrate how the music of Disney inspires people uh, around the world over, carrying you away harmoniously on a stream of familiar Disney tunes reinterpreted by a diverse group of artists from around the globe. Harmony Us will feature massive floating set pieces, custom-built LED panels, choreographed moving fountains, lights, pyrotechnics, lasers, and more. Uh, This sounds like a show that they already have in a different park, Animal Kingdom. Wow, that's funny you say that because after you just read that, I... Actually, I'm really excited for that. I think it's going to be an amazing show. Because Absolutely. I think it's going to be great. Seriously, saying that it's the largest nighttime spectacular ever created for yeah. a Disney park. Not, it's not saying Walt Disney World or for Epcot. It says for a Disney park. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Oh, and, absolutely. You know, I mean, and, and, and World Showcase Lake or World Showcase Lagoon is very large. It is very large. It's very large. And then, you know, having some Disney music in there reinterpreted. Mm-hmm. I think will be awesome because I love all the different versions of Disney music that you can hear. Like, yeah. I love the Disney fairy tale weddings version of some of the songs. And then I like whenever, you know. I, I just hope that we don't have a Rivers of Light situation on our hands again, where it's like, 
Oh, do you want me to go through all my Jungle Book tank top real quick yes, that please. nobody has except yeah. for me and cast members yeah. that worked at Animal Kingdom? Yeah. <laughs> We're crying out loud. Um, but this actually does sound very, very it cool. It really does sound cool. Um, it does sound very similar to Rivers of Light and how they are operating that show at the moment. Um, basically, with Maybe Rivers of Light was like sort of their test run. And that's kind of what I was thinking as well. Uh, not that it is without its issues because they are still having issues with it. But, um, you know, maybe there is some new technology out there that they have discovered or created. That I'm going to cry the first time we see that show. Oh, I uh, can already tell. Uh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, in the summer of 2020, the France Don't let me Pavilion. down, Disney. <laughs> uh, in the summer of 2020, the France Pavilion will offer even more for you to discover, including the much-anticipated attraction, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, where you'll shrink down to the size of Chef Remy and race through Gaston's restaurant on a wild adventure. Summer 2020 will also see the debut of a delicious new restaurant in the France Pavilion. This is in no way needed. The France Pavilion has plenty more than enough to offer at the moment. Uh, La Crepe de Paris, uh, offering both table and quick service options, featuring a menu from celebrity chef Jérôme uh, Bocuse. I'm not sure how you say his last name. But anyways, I um, I don't think that this is needed. I I don't know how you feel about that, but I mean... The I, restaurant? I, I'm really like... It, it's going to be run by um, uh, Le Chefs de France. The same company or group or whoever is running that mm-hmm. um, is going to be the same running this new place. I, I do think that it is nice that they're off- offering a quick service and a sit-down. I think a lot of people just like the French food. Because, I mean, Monsieur I Paul... Monsieur Paul, Chefs de France, the little bakery place in the back. The they're bakery, always full. I love the bakery. Um, all the other restaurants in there I don't care for. Uh, I, they're mm-hmm. great restaurants. I, For me, I am not a fan of very unique, very French cuisine. Like, like authentic. Like authentic French cuisine. I am not about that. I don't like it. Um, it's just it doesn't sit with my palate. Um, but it, I mean, you, you have a point though. I mean, they, they are always busy, so mm-hmm. I still don't think that they need it. No, they don't need this, it. I think they could have maybe put resources into some, another pavilion or another Probably. country, but. But I'm regardless. excited for the Remy's Ratatouille adventure. That'd I hear cool. it's, it's almost, actually like a, basically a copy and paste from. It is. Disneyland Paris. Paris to here. But from what I've heard, people that have ridden it in Disneyland Paris love it. Yep. So. They do. I think um, um, I think it'll be good, and yeah. I'm glad they're bringing. I'm really glad they're bringing some attractions to the countries because, like I said earlier, I know a lot of people don't like that, but I think bringing the movies to the countries in World Showcase is going to be awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, again, it's just it's a way to try and bring more people back there. Yeah. So, I'm excited. Um, also, in the French Pavilion, the classic impressions, the France film will be joined by the new beauty and the beast sing-along debuting in uh, january 2020 and directed by don Hahn, which we met he's a pretty cool we did meet him uh producer of both the animated and live action versions of this tale as old as time beauty and the beast um so is that going to be in impressions to france Uh, or is it going to be a separate theater it says alongside they didn't really say if it's going to be in the same theater or if it's going to be um a brand new theater from the sounds of it. I mean, if it's coming in January of 2020, I'm assuming that it's going to be in the same theater. Hmm. I don't know that they can. I'm interested I mean, to see how that I mean, goes. They may have been already building this theater while they've Maybe. been doing construction for Remy. So we don't know that for sure. Um, yeah. 
I like impressions of friends. I like the music. Yeah. I I mean, it's great. I love it. Sounds like Harry Potter. It does. Uh, <laughs> Canada, far and wide, and Circle Vision 360 will debut also in January 2020 in the Cana- in the Canadian and uh, the Canada Pavilion with new scenes and a new story. Goodbye, Martin Short. Sorry, man. Oh yeah. Uh, I kind of, I actually kind of liked that. I, I didn't think it was that bad. I did like but it, but I'll tell you what, it definitely needed updated. It's old because it actually almost hurt my brain to watch it. Like oh. it hurt my eyes yeah. to try and watch it and focus on it. Yeah. So um, I just think the film like quality needed updated. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with China. Wondrous China will take guests on a spectacular journey across the country, filmed and presented in a completely seamless 360-degree digital format. Now, this is surprising that we don't have a release date for this. Has it closed yet? Has the China 360 closed yet? I don't think. Because I've never seen it, so i got to go see it before it closes and then brings in this one. Wow. Anyways, uh, I'm kind of surprised that we don't have a release date for this because this was actually one of the first things that they announced... Either Destination D, what was it, last year or two years ago. Um, at some point, they had announced that China was getting a new film. Uh, and I'm surprised that, that we don't have a debuting or a, a release date for that. So I don't know. But uh, I think that that's pretty much it. That is coming out of everything. You know, everything that, that, that we're looking forward to. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that we're getting a lot of new attractions featuring characters from movies and we're getting some attractions featuring characters that have never had an attraction themed after them so like mickey and minnie's runaway railway the mary poppins cherry tree lane in epcot and moana's like journey of water track well they're going to call it an attraction even though it's not going to yeah it's like more of an experience but it's something being themed after moana besides just a meet and greet well, I, I think, you know, in the past, they've probably missed out on a lot of opportunities from uh, yeah. from very successful films. Mm-hmm. And I think they are start, starting to now think, like, like hey, this was successful. Um, they're probably going to make a Moana 2 if they haven't already announced it. I feel like for some reason maybe I, I haven't heard. heard of anything about um, that. I mean, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. I didn't. mean, look how long it took them to get a... Frozen 2, maybe? Froz- or, no, yeah, to get a Frozen 2... The second Wreck-It Ralph and the second Incredibles. Yeah, it's a They long give time. us three horrible Cars movies, but they can't give people, us anything actually, else. A lot of people actually really like Cars. I do not. Why are you? Why are you? Uh... Cars Land, awesome. Cars movies, no, thank you. Wow, you're you're really putting us, throwing us to the wolves here. I don't think um, so. Yikes! Let us know in the comments below if you actually like all three Cars movies. Or don't if you're listening to this in the car, as Taylor would tell me. I can't comment if they're listening in the car. Go on to YouTube and comment. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I'm sure within the next year we're going to see some more updates coming out about a lot of different things. Probably mm-hmm. some more announcements. The gondolas are opening up on September 29th. That wasn't really talked about, briefly mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing mentioned about Magic Kingdom or Tomorrowland or Tron. Actually, uh, they briefly mentioned the official name of the Tron light cycle, but didn't give like an opening yeah, date mean, or anything like that. Uh, that was kind of already expected. Yeah. Um, but I mean, a lot, this was really focused on Epcot. I mean, Epcot, mm-hmm. you know, Magic Kingdom has had a, a very large update. Animal Kingdom is still very new, but it has Pandora. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Studios has gotten Galaxy's Edge, has gotten Toy Story. Epcot just makes sense. It is the next one in it line. It needs something done. It has not had a theme. It has not had a... 
it just has not had like a, a character. Uh, no. And I don't mean that as a as like a physical like figment character, but like as a something that that it can just be. Yeah, that the, it the is. park has just lost its overall touch. It has not had an identity. So yeah. this is something that is a huge step forward. It's mm-hmm. obviously removing a lot of what people who are true truest lo- true true. What is the word I'm looking for? Like people who are really true to Epcot just probably don't really like this. I don't know. I'd have to go and listen to some other stuff. From well, some and other people, I saw but. a lot of people were actually really disappointed, apparently, with the announcements from D23. I think these announcements for Epcot are great. Epcot needs yeah, to change. I, I don't know what other people were really looking for. I don't know either. I don't know if they were looking for a fifth park. That wasn't going to happen this year. Um, I knew that wasn't going to get announced. It's coming, though. I'm telling you. Yeah. How can With you build all, these all of resorts? these resorts? You can't keep building all these resorts for people and not have anywhere else to put you, them. Yeah, so. they need more space. Um, that's coming, but uh, We've of got course the they, land. they've been and they've been doing a lot more infrastructure around here at, at Disney. Huge World. infrastructure, just huge infrastructure. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it's it just makes sense. Epcot is 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 going to be under construction now for probably mm-hmm. what is it 2019? We're going to start construction on Spaceship Earth in 2020 in January. Mm-hmm. We've already got Guardians of the so, Galaxy underway. The yeah, Play Pavilion's but, already well, underway. But but my point is is that we're going to be seeing construction probably in Epcot for at least the next three yeah. to four years. But at least most stuff will be done at Hollywood Studios. Every wait, most stuff? I mean, everything's going to be done at Hollywood Studios by that time. Everything well, should be completed. Mickey's by Runaway the end Railway. We're just waiting for that to be finished. Um, and then Magic Kingdom. Tron We're just waiting for Tron. 50th, so 2021. Yep. And... Well, late 2020. Animal Kingdom? There's nothing going on there right now. Nothing announced yet. I think a lot of people are maybe expecting to see... Um, Zootopia. Zootopia coming in to replace Dinoland, which, who knows what is going to happen if you guys haven't heard. Um, Primeval World. Primeval World, apparently, I, I don't know if I've heard, like, I don't know if this has been an official Disney confirmation yet, but apparently has broken a major, stru- like, has a major structural break. Um, the company who designed that is out of business. They apparently are having a hard time fixing it or getting a new piece or whatever. So Primeval World could be going away. I don't know that that's actually going to happen. I, Maybe they'll bring in a good dinosaur attraction. Well, that'd be cool. But yeah, I, so I I'm think surprised that, you said that because I think we've watched that movie once. It's still a cute movie. I mean, it was, but I think people would be disappointed it, to hear that announcement. Well, I mean. <laughs> It probably did flop in the box office. I mean, yeah. it was so cute, but, you know, anything's better than the CRB, carry rib buster, as we <laughs> like to call it. So, uh, do you have anything else to add? No. I don't have anything else to add either. So We're literally just going to keep it at that because we talked about so much stuff in, essentially, yeah. the news for the week. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you again for joining us. And that's the Weekly Breakdown.